0: The Kathy Durant Show, broadcasting on BBS Radio TV on the iHeart Network. I would like to welcome my guest, John Hattie with Entertainment Partners. He has a boatload of information to share about financing, films and accounting and tax credits and all that. So we're going to have a great show. Welcome, John. Oh, my goodness. It seems like I've known you for a lifetime, but it's only been since 2019 at the AFM. You know, it was such an honor to see you on the stage there. You had this huge seminar going on, and the room was packed, and eyes were locked on you and ears (laughs) as you talked about uh, tax credits in states all over the country. So how long have you been with Entertainment Partners? And tell us your role. Well, I joined them in 2012. You know,
1: I was a studio executive for many, many years. And then I started my own company, financing films and TV shows, and it really had a blast. Um, and then the, um, that was in 2006. And then the market collapsed in 2008 and you know I couldn't raise any equity it was so hard to raise equity for movies but i noticed something really unusual i noticed that tax credits in in the us were on a statewide basis were getting stronger and stronger and stronger and and so they weren't correlated to the market right so here we have we're in this economic depression and yet states were promoting film production and tv production and trying to encourage filmmakers to go to their jurisdictions by offering tax credits and and i thought well that that's real, that's interesting that's a really interesting concept so i shifted my focus from independent producing to financing tax credits And what I realized was that, you know, everyone was suffering during this market downturn, right? Yes. So states wanted to incentivize productions to come to their jurisdiction and spend money and hire people and help boost the economy, the local economy. So I really shifted the focus of my business to tax credits and you know, it got, it did really well. And then in 2012, I really wanted to scale up my business and I called EP and I said, you know, you're a payroll company, you have cash. I need cash. I want to scale up my business. You know, would you like to be in this business with me? And they said, yes, absolutely. So I, I joined EP, and they created a, a space for me, and I am in charge of our tax credit financing business. And, you know, like like everybody else in EP, it was an employee-owned company, so I became an employee owner. Wow. Yes. Yeah, and, and I have to say, um, it's a very – special company. It it really is a special company um, because they, they offer all of these production solutions at at every level. I mean, from accounting to budgeting and scheduling and tax credit advice and, you know, production um, planning. It's really, it's a, it's a really special company. So I felt like I was in the right place. I felt like, well, this is, this is a marriage of all a of my good
0: marriage. Lives. I was going to say <laughs> a niche marriage.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I've, I've really, I've loved being there. I've been there since 2012, and I've, I've loved it. And I think it's a great company. Um, there's every kind of production support you could ask for there. And my team focuses specifically on tax credits. I, I should say production incentives because. Yeah, because you, you know, have to
0: stay in it. You have to. Yeah, I mean, I, I, should,
1: I should say production incentives because tax credits are, you know, they're half of what the incentives are that are being offered by states. The The others are rebates and grants. So, you know, when you look at the United States alone, there yeah. are 40, 40 states, 40 states offering incentives. And they are refundable credits, transferable credits, rebates, grants, and that, that includes the U.S. Virgin Islands as well as Puerto Rico.
0: That is um, awesome,
1: actually. Yeah. And, then, and then there are dozens of other countries that offer
0: incentives, too. So this is a worldwide thing. So um, all of it falls under the Jobs Act? Would you say that? Too? Well,
1: for the, in the U.S., In the U.S., there's a um, a a federal incentive that called Section 181, and that Mm -hmm. was that was a byproduct of the Jobs Creation Act, and that is a it's the only federal credit that exists for our industry, and and what it does is it allows investors to write off their investment in a film or television project in the year they write the check.
0: That's so, interesting.
1: It's big. It's big. And it's it's also a, a real carrot to dangle in front of equity investors. But, you know, the, the interesting thing about that, uh, Section 181, is that we don't ever know if it will be renewed. That's true until the end of the year.
0: Yeah, because they only have one year in it now, because I think it's going to, wrap up in 24 i believe and then then they're going to have to go back to congress again to try to get another 5 years so you're right about that yeah. what kind of information do you have for filmmakers who who are like nervous about tax incentives how hard is it or how easy is it to get uh funded to and, and especially for Georgia the, the state i'm in where you can get up to i believe 30 percent of you if you're creative can you talk about that yeah certainly um so so well, first of all as a
1: resource i want to tell everybody go to ep.com and 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 go to and do, do the drawdown menu for incentives because we will tell you and we, we we're it's a very robust website and we will tell you <clears throat> what. Incentives exist in every state where there is an incentive and also every country in the world that offers an incentive. So it will tell you things like how much money is in the program each year? When does the program expire? So what's the sunset date? It will tell you what the percentage of labor, is eligible for an incentive. It'll tell you what the percentage of your expenditures that are not labor, how much that is worth in an incentive. So, from a budgeting perspective, you can you can comparison shop. You know, you can say, okay, if, if George is thirty percent, right, it, will I do better by going to Louisiana, right, or well,
0: well, what are the hot markets now? Where who? Who would you say have the best pro well no you can't be biased,
1: but I, I can't be biased, but I can tell you the programs that I see being utilized the most are Louisiana, Georgia, New York, Massachusetts, um, Rhode Island, Ohio, you know, and it's it's crazy. I mean, I you know, I have to I I, te- I you know I teach too right so I, I, I tell my students you know I'm not embarrassed at all to say that I financed Chicago that was shot in Toronto oh and, it, and I financed games How do you do work.
0: that how do you do yeah, that I mean
1: you know we if you
0: tell <laughs> I mean and
1: I got I got some pretty nasty mail from the state of Chicago for filming Chicago in Toronto. But you know what? The, the, the At the end of the day, if we didn't make it in Toronto because of the tax incentives and the the foreign exchange rate and all that stuff, that movie would not have been made, you know?
0: That's one way to look at it. Well, well how important is it to have a company like EP uh, on your side? managing your budget. Uh, do you recommend line producers to help manage? or uh, Tell me your role in this yeah, I and mean, the tax we, incentive involved.
1: We help in so many ways. I mean, we, first of all, from from a production planning perspective, we can tell you, you know, we, you, oh, you want to do this in, you want to do this in Montana. Well, you know, you you might be better off if you do it in this state or that state or whatever you know or you know I, people look at Idaho and it's like well there's no credit in Idaho why why would you film there you know right. like go go to Washington or go to Oregon um and let's you know let us show you why um and if it's if, and there has to be a very compelling reason why you need to go to a particular place and you know that's why i was talking about chicago it's like i i made a movie about studio 54 in toronto yes. you, know? Right. And, you know and you know and created mountain. it yeah cold mountain it's a movie that takes place in north carolina in 1860. we shot it in romania you know why because of tax incentives you know and and you you would watch that movie and you never know. No, you'd never know. You'd be really hard pressed to to know that that's not North Carolina. So, so we we help with production planning. <clears throat> we help you with your budgeting and scheduling. We have the software for that. With movie and can magic. you
0: give us that name of the software and the script no, software?
1: Yes, it's movie Movie Magic. So, Movie Magic scheduling and Movie Magic budgeting and they, you know they're the industry standard and they 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 work so beautifully together and you can make adjustments as you need to you know as you get further along in your pre, pre-production planning it's the 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 programs are very flexible right and <clears throat> and they tie in beautifully with our accounting software and When you're working with our team, we will, first of all, make sure you're set up properly so that you're capturing every potential qualified expense that would be eligible for a credit.
2: There's a place to share gossip about the office party fun and a place to share the story you tell everyone. There's a place to share a laugh about when things went wrong and a place to share the video of you dancing to your song. There's a place to share spare change, lunch, and your time. But we could all be better at sharing how we're feeling inside. 76% of employees have struggled with at least one issue that affected their mental health. When you share, you're not alone. Not
3: all people are the same. And yet, when we visit the doctor, our treatments don't look that different. Why is that? Because we just don't have enough information to do it better. By gathering health data from one million people, our country's best researchers will be able to develop treatments that are as unique and complex as we are. With this new information, doctors will have a better understanding of disease so they can innovate the next great breakthroughs in medicine. Learn more at joinallofus.org.
4: First, they said cigarettes were safe. We know how that turned out. Now, they say they didn't market e-cigarettes to teens? Fact, more than one in four high school students are vaping and 80% say their first e-cigarette was flavored. Vaping is harmful to developing brains. The reason we think vaping is safe? Marketing. Same lies, different day. Tell Big Vape to quit lying.
5: What to expect when you're expecting. A teenager.
4: Today we're
3: talking about how to wake up your teen and this works literally every time.
5: Good kisses, good kisses. Uh, you I
3: know, I heard how loud
5: it I heard. It wasn't you, yeah. it was the... Is
3: that
0: bacon?
5: You don't have to know it all to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same.
0: How hard is it to get a bond and is it necessary to have it already before they work with, come to EP?
5: Well, it depends on the
1: jurisdiction. It depends on the kind of incentive you're chasing. If you're working in a jurisdiction like New York, for instance, it's a refundable credit. But if you don't finish the film, you don't get your credit. you you won't get the credit. So so if we're lending against a New York credit, we would require a bond, because if you run out of money and you don't finish your film, there's there's no credit so you know if i if I lent you money against that credit and i and you don't finish the movie i'm not going to get paid back
0: right. right well let's talk about the loan because that's what uh filmmakers want to know most, like right. if they raise eighty percent, you could come up with twenty percent or thirty percent whatever is equal to the tax uh credit of that right. state. You lend against it and then you see it through so that you can recoup your money at the the next tax season or how does that go? Do you yeah, have- well it depends on the
1: credit? I mean, some 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 places work faster than others. So in states where it's a transferable credit, for instance, like Georgia, mm-hmm. um, it comes back faster than it does in New York
0: how fast cuz people have asked me that how fast 60 days 45 days
1: how long you no know, i mean we so that's one of the things that we'll do too we map this out but you know it's it's a matter of months in georgia mm-hmm. as opposed to a matter of years in new york and it really depends on the jurisdiction so you know we'd have to look at each project individually but you know there are, there are some states where it's really just a matter of a few months where you get your money back from the state. And then there are other states that take considerably longer, but we, we map that out and we're doing work in every state. I mean, we're, we're doing, we're helping people with tax credit administration in every state where there's a credit. And so we know the timing in every single state. and And so we're able to map that out and we can, We can tell the producer, the borrower, this is how long this loan is going to be outstanding. Right. Right. Um, But it it would be unfair to just give a blanket response to that because every state is different. But we do know the timing in every state.
0: Yeah. Well, what about studios? Do you also work with studios? We do. So
1: studios don't need our money. So they don't (laughs) borrow from us. But they they do use us for the tax credit administration tax credit, yeah and I should I should clarify for tax credit administration work when I say that, what I mean is we help with the initial application that goes into the state. We help with tagging expenses that qualify for the for the credit. We work with the production accountant to make sure they're not missing anything. we, liaise with the CPA firm that's going to do your audit. And then we make sure that the final application goes in correctly. And then we defend the audit in the event that the state questions any expense that we know should count. And sometimes the state authority doesn't really know. Sometimes they have a question mark over it and we can show them Look, here are here are path productions where that's counted. So, you know, we we kind of feel like we're your
0: we're your agent. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, how good do state authorities feel knowing that you that EP is in the mix of things? Do they sleep at night?
1: Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. They 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 feel like, okay, these guys know what they're doing. So they have complete confidence in our work. And, and I, I will tell you that we have a 94, it was 94 last year, it may be higher now, but we have a 94% success rate in going into the production saying this is the amount of credit you will earn and having them win at least that amount, if not more, in the final application.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I, I gotta
0: yeah, say that, that is really good. Now tell us some of the films you're on right now, uh, before the strike, pre-strike. Um what are some of the films you financed this year? Uh, well we haven't we year? haven't financed,
1: we haven't financed anything since the pandemic. I think the last,
0: oh, the yeah. last
1: project I financed was literally. Two two months maybe before the pandemic. But but here's what, what happened during the pandemic. I mean, we're still very involved and in, in working hard on tax credit administration mm-hmm. because there are lots of studios and streamers that have been in production and we've been hired by them to do the administration work. But from a financing perspective, the, I've put maybe, I don't know, 30 offers out on projects before the pandemic, and said, "Including you know,
0: me, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm Trying to get my films financed, and it's yeah. tough. It's a tough market.
1: Well, what
0: happened? You know, I can always
1: give a quote on a loan. Yes, it, it could be the first thing a producer does. Right? They they decide where they're going to film, and maybe with our advice, maybe without. But but if they know where they're going to film, we I can give a quote on a loan against the yes. Tax but I don't close on that and I don't give you the money until I know you've raised the rest of your money. That's right. And and what happened during the pandemic was. Businesses suffered, they just suffered and people, equity investors that had play money didn't have play money anymore. And so they shied away from putting equity into movies. Right. And and so. You know, I've got all these offers sitting on my desk, but I need the producers to come back to me and say, okay, I've raised the rest of my money, and they haven't been able to do that. So the independent world has suffered, whereas the studios and networks and streamers have not suffered.
0: Right, right. Let's talk about um, the kind of fundraising because I ran into a couple of snags where one time I was 100% financed. I was so happy because it looked like it on paper, but when it was time for us to qualify the funding, my investors were, my 80% investors were from another country and would not agree to escrow the money into the U.S. And because the money couldn't be docked in an escrow account in the U.S. then it was hard to get a bond. So, it's tough. Right,
1: it's tough. yeah, bond, bond companies, so the way bond companies work is, you know, it's an, it's an insurance policy, right? It, it guarantees that your movie will get made on time and on budget. That's right. That's the insurance policy. And in order for them to issue the paper, the guarantee, they need to have access to 100% of your budget, right? right? So when I make a loan to a production, I calculate the amount of cash that will come out of the loan to go to the production and I send it to the bond company and it's in the bond company's escrow account and they can't touch that money Until they, until they issue the completion bond, the paper to me, right? For my, for my cash amount. Then, but, but they're not going to do that until they have the, the rest of the budget. Right. In that same escrow account. And once, once they have 100% of the budget in their escrow account, they'll release the insurance paper. right? Right. And, and all, anybody and everybody that's a financier, including lenders and including equity investors, they're all beneficiaries of the bond. Right. right? So if the movie goes over budget.
0: Everybody's covered. Everybody's covered. Yeah. But they're
1: not going to do that until the bond company has 100% of the budget in their escrow account. So right. in your situation, they weren't comfortable putting it in a U.S. escrow account. So right. so they were never going to issue a bond.
0: No because they didn't know them and so everyone could have been trustworthy but if you don't go by those guidelines you it could really go wrong so I was okay it it was really good to to raise my money on paper to see I could do it and um I constantly do it you know I'm out here. It's a process.
4: First, they said cigarettes were safe. We know how that turned out. Now, they say they didn't market e-cigarettes to teens. Fact, more than one in four high school students are vaping, and 80% say their first e-cigarette was flavored. Vaping is harmful to developing brains. The reason we think vaping is safe? Marketing. Same lies, different day. Tell Big Vape to quit lying.
2: There's a place to share gossip about the office party fun, and a place to share the story you tell everyone. There's a place to share a laugh about when things went wrong, and a place to share the video of you dancing to your song. There's a place to share spare change, lunch, and your time. But we could all be better at sharing how we're feeling inside. 76% of employees have struggled with at least one issue that affected their mental health. When you share, you're not alone.
5: What to expect when you're expecting a teenager.
3: Today we're talking about how to wake up your teen. And this works literally every time.
5: Good kisses. Good kisses. You heard
3: how loud I, it I says know, I heard, to that. I heard it. wasn't you.
5: Yeah. It was the... Is that bacon? You don't have to know it all to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same.
3: Not all people are the same. And yet, when we visit the doctor, our treatments don't look that different. Why is that? Because we just don't have enough information to do it better. By gathering health data from one million people, our country's best researchers will be able to develop treatments that are as unique and complex as we are. With this new information, doctors will have a better understanding of disease so they can innovate the next great breakthroughs in medicine. Learn more at joinallofus.org. I'd
0: like to ask you who pays the bills. Let let filmmakers know who actually pays the bills when you're in production, because you can't take a a small company and give them millions of dollars into their account, and all of a sudden expect right. them to pay bills through through production and to get through distribution and all these things. Can you explain the breakdown how it goes? Sure. For
1: Sure. So, so depending on what kind of incentive you're going to change and look, you, you, it would be silly to go and film somewhere where there's no incentive. Right. right? Because at the end of the day, it's like free money. Right. So, so you would want to go somewhere where there is an incentive. And depending on the kind of incentive you're choosing to, to focus on will determine the kind of entity you need to set up to be your production entity. Right. So meaning LLC. Well, yeah. Meaning it could be an LLC. Being so proprietor. It could be a a C corp. Mm -hmm. Typically, it's a C corp or an LLC, depending on the kind of incentive you're you're choosing. Then, then it's that entity that will pay the bills. Right. So it'll be that entity that applies for the incentive. They're the applicant for the credit. They have to pay the bills and they'll have to have a, a check register and a general ledger and trial balance that shows that they paid all these expenses because that's what's going to be audited and sent to the state. So, you know, and and we help, we, we don't set the company up, but we tell you what kind of entity you should have. Now that that doesn't mean that you have to relinquish the rights. You know, if if Kathy Durant owns the rights to a project, right. all you're going to do is assign this one picture license to this entity that we're going to set right. up. Right. So you, you will always own the rights, but you're going to allow the LLC or the C-Corp the right to make and deliver this movie back to you. So, or TV show. So, right. so your rights are always protected but from the state's view, the right entity is actually writing the checks.
0: Right. Yeah, they want to know that you're in charge of it. Well, yeah. can you give us some advice, including me, on distribution deals? Can you tell us what, can we pick your brain for how distribution deals go? Sure. I mean, they, they, you know, there, there are lots
1: of different types of deals. I mean, you know, there are some North American distributors that just want to pick up North American rights, you know, or, or they may want to pick up North American distribution rights on all platforms and then act as a sales agent for you in the rest of the world. In cases where they don't want to handle sales in the rest of the world, you would hire a sales agent. To go and sell your project to Germany, Italy, Spain, France, Australia, mm-hmm. New Zealand, right? And they come up with sales estimates for you based on your project, based on their buyers and what they know about their buyers and what their buyers want. You know, we we I, I've seen in the past, I've seen I've seen sales agents tell me. You know, oh, I've got three countries, three distributors in three different countries that just want a movie with Selma Hayek. So if (laughs) you can hire Selma Hayek, I'll buy it. You know, or, you know, so so they're, you know, they're, they're quirky. They, they're looking for particular kinds of product. Um, and sales agents can provide sales estimates based on the creative aspects of your project what they know their buyers want to see um, and handle. And that's real currency because right. you could go to a bank and say, <clears throat> you know, here's a sales agent that you guys love. And they gave me these foreign sales estimates. Can can I borrow against these estimates?
0: Right, right. But <clears throat> that, would, that would be based on bankable talent, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're just not giving away pre-sales like that if you don't have notable people That's in right. it. That's, yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. So how how long does um, EP stay on the job once you once you fund a project? How long do you stay? Do you stay long enough to get refunded back from the state? Oh, um, yeah. You stay oh, yeah. the entire. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, we're there from beginning to end. So. Really? And even, even in many, many, many cases of well beyond that, because we handle residuals too. So, you know, there are projects that we worked on, that we did the production planning for, that we handled the tax credit administration, that we've done loans on against the tax credit. And they're paid off. We got, you know, we got the money back from the state. The loans paid off. But we're still involved because we're still paying the residuals to, you know, the writers, director, producer. Right. Right. Well, the producer doesn't get residuals, but the actors, you know, the musicians. So, and that goes on for years and years and years.
0: Wow. Well, so that's really good to know. Now let's talk about the elephant in the room and that's the strike right now. It's a, uh, is is so unfortunate that we come out of covid and it seems like we were just getting our sea legs and back wow. and things were looking hopeful and then all of a sudden we run into this uh I want to call it a transition cuz it seems like everybody want to get to somewhere else uh, and make sure they make claims on things that they think they should be earning. What do you think of this without, you know, taking sides? Do you you think it's necessary and that we're going to be okay in the end?
1: Well, we we are going to be okay. I mean, this has happened before. Um, The writer's strike really hurt television. You know, it really hurt, it really hurt television. the actor strike and, and, and movies were still being made during the writer's strike because scripts were done. You know, movie right. scripts were done, right? So so cameras were still rolling during the writer's strike, but it really hurt television. Um and then when the actor strike came, everything came to a grinding halt. Right. And you know, every day we get closer and closer to that being resolved, you know, I'm. Not, I'm just. I don't have a crystal ball, but right no, I will tell you that we're all preparing for a tsunami of production to happen. That's good. The, it is good. It is That's good. It. Yeah, I mean, we're all preparing. I know that people are starting pre-production with the eye of starting filming in January. Um. So you know, will it happen? And we've got Thanksgiving coming up and Christmas and New Year's and I don't know. Will things happen before then? I don't know. Um they might. They might. Um, but if it all gets resolved by the end of the year, then January, it will be crazy time.
0: I yeah, mean, it be, will be that. Be so and much
1: production. It <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there'll be so much production. Um, and we're we're getting ready for it. You know, we're we're
0: we're preparing. Well, I think, well, maybe we should look at it like this. Enjoy this vacation. <laughs> right. It's going to be right. crazy. Right. Yes.
6: After 30 years of research, the results are in. Consumption of certain foods can be harmful to your physical and mental health. When diagnosed with a terminal illness and given a low chance of survival, Dr. Maxwell Nardi had a deep feeling that food had caused cirrhosis of his liver. When no cure was available through medication, after years of extensive laboratory research, he invented symptometric science and used it To save his life. Through research, Dr. Nardi discovered that some common foods are harmful to the human immune system and that overconsumption can destroy stem cells. Stem cells govern the immune system and vital organs like the liver, heart, and kidneys. Dr. Nardi's research offers cures for diseases, body aches, hair, and memory loss. He discovered, by eating the right foods, necessary energy is created to help live a long, healthy life. Results from his incredible research is now available in the book, What to Consume, mankind's safest consumables now available through amazon and kindle listen to these verified amazon customer reviews five out of five stars very good information mind-blowing this book really opens your mind it's a very short read once i started reading i couldn't stop so i finished it in one setting I recommend this book for all. Thank you, Dr. Maxwell Nardi. Learn how to live a more healthy life today. Order What to Consume, Mankind's Safest Consumables by Dr. Maxwell Nardi at Amazon and Kindle.
0: Right now, uh, AFM is going on, and and you're not there this year. So what does that feel like?
1: Well, you know, I miss it, right? I miss it. There there are a bunch of festivals that I haven't gone to since COVID, you know? And, uh, you know, the question for me is always, what's the ROI when I spend that money to go to these festivals? Is it going to be worth it? You know, is it going to be worth spending the money? And I haven't felt confidence that for me, it would be worth it. I don't, I don't know because independent films are the, those are the people that need my money. Right. Right. And I don't see that they have a strong presence at these, you know, I think buyers, I think there are lots of buyers and lots of sellers, but, but those aren't the people that I need to attract. Right. You know, so I have to be, I want to be frugal, you know, and I want to be smart about how I spend our money. Right. Um, So so I, you know, so I'm not there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so in that room, and and like I said earlier, I had the opportunity to be in that room and hear you. But other than me, who's in that room? Who was in that room? What kinds of people—producers, directors, uh, uh, executives—who's uh, in the room listening to a seminar of yours?
1: It mostly producers, financiers, and distributors who also finance their own product. So, and there, there were there were people, um, you know, AFM is all about buying and selling films. And so there were lots of distributors there from other countries that yeah. are making their own product or financing their own product and distributing it in their countries. But they they may be looking to sell. So you may be a German distributor that's financing a German film, but you want to sell it to France, you want to sell it to Italy, or you want to sell it to an American distributor. right? And so they wanted to hear about how we help people on the ground in Germany, right? Take advantage of all the subsidies that are available in Germany, you know, and and we, we know how to do that. So, you know, so, so it's really, I I think more than most of the people in the room, it was more producers and financiers.
0: Right. Right. I, I, I enjoyed that festival. It it is fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. It's fast moving. And it looks like people are getting things done to me. Um, And, and, you know, I, I really like it. Um, The most amazing thing that they did was during COVID, you remember 2020, when there was the virtual uh, (laughs) AFM, that was most fascinating thing I technology I've ever seen you could yeah. actually go to different levels to different floors and sit in the uh you know kind of virtually sit in the uh producer's lounge and chat with people it was amazing how they did that I'm so surprised that they didn't continue it uh, for a couple of more years to let the market heal, you know, because we had gone through devastation with with COVID, uh, something mm-hmm. like you you could never imagine, you know, the world in the in the shape that it was in. Uh, but um,
1: yeah, I, I actually in in twenty twenty I actually participated on a couple of panels through through you know yeah working. I
0: remember I remember because yeah. I attended it was really good. Yeah. Um, I I like that festival. I just really do. And uh uh, this year, I don't know how they're going to do, but I've I've had a few people uh, email me saying that they were attending, and they are all excited. and And of course, I'm big edging them on, saying, "Hey, you're going to do really good." You know, people are serious at that festival. So, but I'm happy to have you on the Kathy Durant show uh, during uh, festival time because I think it started on October the 31st, yeah. and it'll go through this week. So. Hopefully the market it will not starve without you this year because they can see you on the show and, and hear some things. Uh, and it's encouraging to hear that the prediction is that first quarter is going to be big. We're, okay. we're hoping that everything gets settled and people are back to work, you know, the first of the year. Any advice you have for filmmakers right now, producers? I, you know, I,
1: yes, prepare, prepare, prepare. If you're a producer, now you have ample time to do the most comprehensive pre-production you could possibly need, right? And everybody is going to be ready, willing, and able to go back to work the moment the strike is resolved. So do all of your prep the best you can right now
0: thoroughly. Yes. How important is it to get line producers uh, in motion so that they can start breaking scripts down where we'll even know what we're doing? Well, that's that's key. I mean, that's key, right? So you
1: need a schedule. You need a script breakdown and a schedule in order to do a budget. And now is the perfect time to do that and to figure out where are we going to do this so that you can Get a quote on a loan against the tax credit. You know that'll that'll tell you how much other money you need to raise, right? And so once once you're and you can do your fundraising while while there's you're not shooting, right? So you can be out fundraising right now, so that once the strike is over, you can make these deals with actors, and and have start dates. And you are prepared. You've got your payroll company lined up. Your bank account is open. Your um, insurance, you've already started talking with your insurance broker about the kind of insurance that you're going to need. Um, you can start preliminary conversations with a bond company. I mean, all this stuff you can get done right now.
0: And that, that, that. All starts from you setting up the company as a, a C corporate or uh, uh, an LLC and get it, giving the film production company a name and registered with whatever state you're in. That's
1: right. That's yeah. right. And you, can, you can open up a company any, well, there, there are very few exceptions. So Louisiana, for instance, you need to set up a Louisiana company if you're going to okay. shoot in Louisiana. But okay. in lots of other states. you don't necessarily need to set the company up in that state but you do need to
5: register that company to do business in that state what to expect when you're expecting a teenager
3: today we're talking about how to wake up your teen and this works literally every time
4: good kisses good kisses I know.
3: I heard
4: that. I heard it.
5: wasn't you. Yeah. It was the... Is that bacon? You don't have to know at all to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same.
4: First, they said cigarettes were safe. We know how that turned out. Now, they say they didn't market e-cigarettes to teens? fact more than one in four high school students are vaping and 80 percent say their first e-cigarette was flavored vaping is harmful to developing brains the reason we think vaping is safe marketing same lies different day tell big vape to quit lying
3: not all people are the same and yet when we visit the doctor our treatments don't look that different why is that because we just don't have enough information to do it better By gathering health data from 1 million people, our country's best researchers will be able to develop treatments that are as unique and complex as we are. With this new information, doctors will have a better understanding of disease so they can innovate the next great breakthroughs in medicine.
0: Learn more at joinallofus.org. I've enjoyed this conversation. There's one thing we have not talked about that I'm sure the audience will want to know, what is the state of streaming platforms right now? Everybody's rushing to stream to streamers to, uh, with their work. What's going to happen to studios? Will studios still do the mega pictures, and then streamers get the indies? And and uh,
1: what's going to happen? Well, well, we you know we we already know that many of the streaming many of the studios have their own streaming platforms too.
0: Yeah, like Sony. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, Right,
1: Paramount, you know. Yes. So, and Disney.
0: Yeah, they're in the business now.
1: They're in the business. I think the one thing I would say in caution is if you make a project independently meaning it's financed independently, not by a studio, not by a streamer or network, and you are lucky enough to get in a festival or whatever, You or you sell it, are able to sell it to a streamer, be careful, most streaming platforms want to acquire worldwide rights in perpetuity.
0: Right.
1: And, and that's great. That means your project will be seen worldwide but you have to understand that they may offer you less than what it costs to make your project so if you made a 10 million dollar movie it's quite possible a netflix or an apple or an amazon might say oh i love your 10 million dollar movie i want to give you six million dollars for worldwide rights and perpetuity well, it costs you ten million dollars to make And so you can't
0: pay your investors back. Yeah, you
1: know, who's not getting paid back? Yeah right. So right. so you have to have a good lawyer, right, who understands your financing plan and and who you owe money to to make sure that the deal that you enter into is gonna be fair for your investors.
0: So is there a need to Pitch studios anymore because there are so many. Uh, Is it realistic to even pitch them? Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, look, they're they're attending festivals. They're going all the studios. Still looking for independent players.
1: Yes, yeah, they're still okay. out there. They're still looking. They have acquisitions people that are still very much in the business of acquiring distribution rights.
0: Right. So. What's happening the most, what do you predict will be the the main market when we come back, when things bounce back, television or films?
1: Well, I would say that it's been my impression that the television industry is much more active, much more active. Films, big films get made. Right, big films get made by the studios, right. but like they're not making as many big films as they are television shows. Right. So there's so when you look at production, there's probably a lot more television production, mm-hmm. and that, that that includes streaming too and miniseries right. and all that. There, there are probably more people working on those shows than there are on movies, um, but. But the movies are, you know, it could be, it could have 10 times the amount of crew members on a big studio movie than a TV series.
6: Right.
0: right? Yeah, but what about theaters? Uh, is there a balance? You, you know, as as we're not making as many movies, what about theaters? How are they faring right now?
1: That's a good question. I mean, I, I you know, you look at, phenomena like Barbie and Oppenheimer and Taylor Swift, right? <laughs> right? Taylor Swift, a hundred million dollars opening, right? Weekend. You right. You know, I mean, so in instances like that, theaters are really healthy. But, you know, are they as healthy as they were in 2019? Probably not
0: volume wise that they're not but probably when yeah. you add the dollars they may be okay.
1: Yeah, but but I don't think theaters are going away. I don't yeah. I don't think that business is going away. I I think it's yeah. I think it's healthy. I think just like everything else in our industry, it's suffering a little bit right now, but but there have been instances where there's been this light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. Right, and so yeah. I think, so I, they're not going anywhere. Yeah,
0: you know? but people, that's, people good that's good to know. That's good to know. Now let's talk about faith-based projects. Um, Sony Affirm Films, they've done very well with yeah. uh, with uh, faith-based movies. I have a faith-based series, I Am That I Am, and I'm, you know, slowly becoming a part of the fabric of, producers who are making faith-based projects. What do you think the thoughts are about faith-based uh, projects coming to the market? Because there's a rise and studios can see and independent uh, uh, financers can see that they do make money. They've done well. What are your oh, thoughts?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, look, let's look at Tyler Perry. Yes. Right? Yes. Right. Tyler Perry yeah. is the poster child for faith based filmmaking and outreach. Yeah. And and the marketing alone, right, for for his product was
0: entirely faith based, right? Entirely. Yeah, they went to churches, plays, and that's yes. his business model. And they yeah. and, and he has become a mogul. Yes.
1: Right? And, and even during the pandemic, he his production company was working full throttle because wow. he had such an empire in in Georgia that and an, an entirely enclosed campus that he could continue to shoot and he could um, quarantine
0: cast and crew.
1: Yeah, on his, I remember on his that. Campus.
0: Yeah, on his campus. I remember remember people talking about it. And um, as we wrap up, I'd I'd like to to get your um, input on new directors. A lot of people think that you got to do 50 pictures uh, in order to get a deal. But there are new directors emerging that who have may have a ton of production experience and may have a following. Are studios and and financiers like EP afraid to back new filmmakers?
1: With no, not, not new. No, not new directors. I will tell you. I mean, I you know, I one of the studios I worked for was Miramax, and we had Kevin Smith, we what? had Robert Rodriguez. We had um, Quentin Tarantino. These these were yes. all first-time yes. filmmakers, right? I did well. Yes, and they did well, and they've gotten these. One, they they've had wonderful careers. So I I'm I always tell people I'm not afraid to work with a first-time director because I've done it many times. Hey. I'm <laughs> a little afraid of working with a first-time producer, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because a first-time producer, like a producer, is a CEO. They are the CEO right. of the. That's right. So I'm like, so that scares me a little bit, but a first-time director, no.
0: Doesn't well, that is good to know. And it's one thing I tell this, this this story of when I was in television, first coming out with an NBC affiliate. I remember uh, having a show and my show was um, cut with good ratings. And so I was like, okay, I'm the host of the show. I'm the producer of the show. And then I said to myself, producers and hosts can get fired. So I'm going to become a director. I'm going to be all of it because I'll never fire me.
1: <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's
0: right. <laughs> so uh, that's good to know. But producers, I take my hat off. We work like crazy people. We're yeah. the lawyer. We drive the cars. We, we We look over the script. We hire the crew. We negotiate. Right. We do everything. We're there. Right. And then directors—that's the fun part, you know. I, I get to protect the job, and and then I'm a crazy thing, like I'm an avid editor, certified. So I've got post locked in. <laughs> all right, all right. But John, this has been so. Oh, it's been so exciting to have you on the show. I mean, you have brought so much information. I hope that people uh, got something from this uh, because you are so seasoned in this business. Uh, In closing remarks, do you have anything you want to say to uh, seasoned uh, producers and uh, directors out there sitting on the sideline waiting to come back to work? I know you said prepare, 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 but uh, anything else you want to let them know. Think, yeah, you know,
1: I think just uh, the the outlook is great. It's really great. And so I I know it's this has been a very frustrating time for filmmakers, whether you're in front of the camera or behind the camera. But but I think the outlook is really good and strong, and I think our industry is going to survive like it always has. And and we'll come out the other side triumphant. I really do believe that.
0: Well, let's close on that. I am so thankful to have you on the show and you do have to come back again. (laughs) Yes. Well, that's our show. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm Kathy Durant. See you next time.